All right, so welcome aboard. Uh, welcome to the Project Purple podcast. And with me today is Vin Camp, our program manager for our Project Purple CrossFit program here at the home office and abroad, traveling the world, visiting gyms and boxes. Boxes all over. Thanks for having me, Dino. Thank you, Vin. And uh, we're excited to have you here on the podcast today to talk about Project Purple and fitness and everything that we're doing within the CrossFit and fitness community. I mean, I think saying the word CrossFit, we may not be legally allowed to use that, first of all. Yeah, we can just go fitness. Fitness. The fitness sure. world. Fitness yeah. world, yeah, yeah. But uh, all things fitness with Project Purple. But before we get into that, Vin, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've got kind of a very interesting background Um you know, from uh, from a professional standpoint, um, that you brought a particular skill set to Project Purple when you joined us uh, in two thousand in the fall of two thousand seventeen. Yeah. So uh, my brief little history um, was a pharmaceutical rep for actually for ten years. Um, got that job right out of college. Um, you know, was doing really well, making decent money. You know, pharmaceutical, big pharma um, was going through a lot of mergers and buyouts and all that survived a lot of them but i think the sixth or seventh one came uh towards the uh oh, i want to say october of 2016 october september october of 2016 um and i was a victim of of a layoff of a merger so um at that point in my life it was you know what do i want to get back into do i want to get back into the pharmaceutical world um you know, I've been doing a lot of soul searching during that time. And, you know, I really just decided that it was, you know, I wanted to do something that, that, that made me happy. So I even interviewed and went on a bunch of interviews with a lot of other companies and it just wasn't that right fit. I think at 39 years old now, it was just, you know, I'm at that point where, you know, a position or whatever I was doing, I had to be fulfilled in that position and wanted to, you know, be able to see what kind of impact I was making. Um, fast forward during that year, um, Dino, who I met, uh, 2015, I think at the first push pull event at CrossFit Bethany, um, reached out to me cause I was going out to the games with CrossFit Milford and, you know, went out to the games and brought some apparel just to try to raise awareness and reach out to some people. Um, you know, was more than welcome to do that. Um, and when we came back, I guess the, the long story short is, you know, we sat down and had lunch one day and. Um, Dino offered me a position to help grow the, the CrossFit and fitness side of, you know, what we do here at Project Purple. And it was a no brainer for me. It was, you know, something I'm very passionate about. I've been affected by it, um, by pancreatic cancer over the years. Um, but you know, it was a no brainer for me to, to get involved and, you know, to make a difference and you know, just felt very fulfilled and, um, you know, coming on board and being able to make that difference. Awesome. And we're excited to have you, Vin. And, you know, for those of you out there that don't know about CrossFit, Vin, what, what, how would you probably explain CrossFit as a fitness um, in, you know, in, in terms of someone who's probably never heard the word and maybe this yeah. is the first time they're hearing the word. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned you went out to the CrossFit games. And I think there's there's a big distinction here, too, because, you know, CrossFit is a 
is a fitness activity to, to keep you in shape. And there's a, there's a huge culture around it, right. Yeah. About yeah. fitness and, and diet and health and well being. Um, but then there's also like the competitive standpoint right. of it as well, you know, yeah. where you've got, you know, professional pe- you know, professional athletes or amateur athletes trying to get to that professional yeah. level competing at the game. So, you know, give our audience kind of an idea of what, what, what is CrossFit? Like what is, what is it? What is it? Yeah. So, I mean, CrossFit is, I mean, you look around and, and you see it, um, you see it all over. Um, you know, for me and, and when I got involved in it, it was, it does have that competitive feel to it because you're working out in a group setting. Um, anyone can do it. So I know when a lot of people hear the word CrossFit, cause they see it on TV, like you said, at the games, you know, they see those one, that 1% of the population that's out there, you know, making it their life, professional athletes. Um, doing this at the games once a year, they train year round for it. They train four or five, if not more hours a day. Um, it, it's what they do to, to make a living a lot, a lot of these athletes. Um, but then you can back away from that. And the general population is, is just a, a bunch of people that are looking to get healthy. Um, it's you know, varying motions, modifying motions to a person's, you know, standards or ability levels, um, whether it's age, weight, sex, um, injuries, you know, no matter what, um, anybody can do CrossFit. Um, if it's taught and, you know, coached the right way. Um, a big thing, all of the gyms I've been a part of, it, the coaching has made the biggest thing. So it's high intensity, you know, interval training. You go through group, uh, group stretches. You know, the class is going to do the same workout um, programmed with modifications for each person as they go. So there's, you know, there's, you know, some running involved. There's some lifting weights and, uh, you know, doing some Olympic lifting. And uh, again, it can all be varied. So it's that high intensity quote-unquote interval training, you know, to get your body functioning, but also in a short time period, because as we know, in this day and age, time is, you know, of the essence, you know, we're all short on time in this hustle-bustle error. True, true, yeah. And and to talk briefly, I mean, so you were at the CrossFit Games, your girlfriend uh, was on uh, CrossFit Milford, which yeah. is a team that we had helped sponsored. Um, she was on that team. And so talk a little bit, I mean, because I think people get this misnotion like, Hey, I played, you played collegiate athletics, yeah. right? Yeah I, I played, played ball, yeah. yeah, I played collegiate basketball and you say like, yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. Yeah. I could, I could put out, you know, yeah. 20, 20 pull-ups. I can do a hundred pushups. I can do a thousand sit-ups or, you know, a hundred air squats, but Talk a little bit. I think it'd be interesting, you know, from your perspective, you know, I mean, the, the amount of volume of training and, and those professional athletes, and we got to know that team pretty well. It was pretty, pretty amazing, the amount of time that they put into that. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and especially watching, I, I'm, I was a member at CrossFit Milford for a long time, and I know the the community there and the teams they send regularly, they're sending teams to regionals and the games. Um, and just to watch what those people go through, you know, I was more closely related to it this year with, with Christina going. Um, and it was, like I said, it was four or five hours a day, weekends. It's a full-time job, um, for these people, um, you know, to, to go there, to put in the work that they need to do. Like you said, that I played D1 baseball and I always thought I was in shape, but when I was around these guys, I mean, they're just the whether it's gymnastics, lifting, you know, running, endurance, they're the most, probably the most well-rounded, you know, athletes, you know, that I've seen or been able to witness, um, you know, and the, I think they do a really good job at the CrossFit Games to select those few, like I said, that 1%, um, you know, that get there, um, you know, to, they're very well-rounded in all, 
you know, aspects of training. And then you can back that off again to that general population. Um, you know, they, it makes you a more well-rounded person. It makes you be able to go through your day, you know, lifting up boxes or, you know, walking up and down flights of stairs, that kind of stuff. But, you know, at that level of the CrossFit games, it was, yeah, there's some of the, the most, and now I've seen some running stuff too, but yeah, as a well-rounded athlete, there's some of the most well-rounded athletes I've seen. And the time they put in is unreal. Yeah, and it's a full-time to, job. Yeah. And I mean, it's pretty impressive to see. Um, I always have said, um, it's impressive to see them, but that's what they do every day, right? right? And yeah. I, I would wish the CrossFit Games would have a division for someone who works a 40-hour job. Uh, a 40 hour yeah. work week and has a, a normal nine to five job, yeah. but then can still compete at that yeah. high level. Yeah. You know, maybe like a, uh, a blue collar games or something, <laughs> yeah. uh, a blue collar yeah. division, you know, that would, that would be really fascinating to see. Well, well, thanks for the background, Vin. And, you know, uh, we're excited to have you here with the project purple community on the staff and all that you're doing with the, the push pull event, which is really the primary focus of the CrossFit and fitness category that we're involved in. So talk a little bit about push pull. I mean, you came on board, uh, late last year and, and was really your first entryway it was the third year that we did the push pull. Um, and talk to us a little bit about what is push pull. Cause I'm sure a lot of people in our audience that are listening have probably never heard about this yep. event that we do here at project purple within the fitness community called push pull. Right. Yeah. So I was first introduced to push pull, um, at CrossFit Bethany, like I said, um, 2015, which was the first, you know, year that you guys did the push pull event. Um, and I have always been a, an advocate of fundraising, of doing stuff for different causes. Um, I've lost two grandparents to liver cancer. I've lost another grandparent or my great grandfather to colon cancer, lung cancer for an uncle. And then most recently I lost uh, my uncle, one of my other uncles to pancreatic cancer. And then my best friend's mother, um, was a month long battle to pancreatic cancer. I mean, and that was a shocker to me, but, um, so I've always done the fundraising and always done, been a part of that community. Um, you know, where I think a good thing with the CrossFit community is that it is that they all come together for these causes, um, whether it's a local cause cause or a national cause. Um, so that's when I was first introduced to it. And it's just a workout, um, that a box can schedule, um, any day of the year this year. Um, we changed it up a little bit from last year, but you can schedule your workout, um, that we have programmed uh, for any day of the year. That workout is a 20-minute AMRAP, which just means as many rounds or as many reps as you can do. Um, 11 pull-ups, those can be varied to whatever your ability, ability level is. To have 18 push-ups, again, that can be varied and modified to whatever your ability level is. Um, three deadlifts, body weight deadlifts, so you know, we're not getting too crazy and heavy on there. Um, but again, can be modified. You can use boxes, you know, to help with the deadlift, you know, depending on form, you can, you know, sub some things out in there and then a 200 meter run. Um, so it's 20 minutes, just cycling through those things as much as we can. Um, and the gym just programs that for any day of the year. Um, they pick that day, they schedule that workout, um, and in for free individuals can go on and register under the team and, you know, for $25, they can, you know, they get an event t-shirt and they have the ability to, you know, do extra fundraising if they choose to. And if they want to, it's not required. Um, we appreciate it if they, if some people do do it. Um, but it is, again, it is not required. Um, and then at the end of that, at the end of the year, we have fundraising. We were looking to grow on what we were able to build on last year, um, which was getting out to about 35, you know, gyms across the country. I think, 
um, you know, we, we started to spread our wings to outside of Connecticut a little bit more. Um, and this year, you know, the, through being at Wadapalooza this past uh, couple weeks ago, um, I think we have a, a good reach that we're getting out to, to a lot more new people and new gyms. Awesome. And, and the workout itself too, I think, you know, which is something that from the very beginning that, um, when we designed the workout, you know, is pretty easy. So, I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot and we are talking a lot about CrossFit, but there's other opportunities as well, you know, and, and, uh, folks that are at Lifetime or, um, other gym fitness type, uh, centers that possibly can get involved in it as well. Yeah. And I, I think we use the term CrossFit just because I'm at a CrossFit gym, you're at a CrossFit gym. Um, it can really be any gym. I know we had a few boot camp uh, gyms this past year, um, not CrossFit gyms. They were just boot camp, boot camp gyms that, you know, they did the workout. They wanted to participate, you know, they registered. So it doesn't necessarily have to be quote unquote CrossFit. It can be any gym, um, across the country that, that you want. It can be a boxing gym. It can be, you know, planet fitness or any of these globo gyms, um, you know, that want to get involved, they can get involved if they can. Um, you know, so it's, it, the opportunities out there are endless, you know, and who, who wants to get involved? Um, if individuals want to do it at their home gym, you know, they can, we have that option. You can register and do it at your home gym. Um, you know, it, it's all, the, you know, the more the merrier, uh, you know, when getting involved, obviously, cause it's all for a great cause. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, what are you, um, what are your thoughts going into this year, you know, in terms of, I think we've done some really cool things um, with you this year, um, you know, with the program. I, I think the one thing that I'm really excited about is just really giving the gyms the opportunity or the boxes, we should say, for the CrossFit, but also gyms that are involved, the opportunity to pick any day. Yeah, um, that was the biggest feedback we had last year. Um, so obviously November is pancreatic cancer awareness month, um, for the past, since, since 2000, so 2015, 16 and 17, we just held the event in November, um, which held a lot of significance, I think, because it was pancreatic cancer awareness month, pancreatic cancer awareness day is in that, that you know, that month as well. Um, so it held a lot of significance, but what we found or you know, a lot of the feedback that I got, cause we have that run in there. Um, as well, that a lot of the, you know, the northern states, you know, it was too cold or there was snow on the ground and they couldn't get out or they didn't have the ability to, you know, to do the workout because a lot of other events are scheduled around there, you know, and around that time of year being the end of the year and end of year, you know, fundraising efforts and um, different kinds of things going on. So the feedback from this year, last year was let's open that up to the full year. Um, to allow gyms to do this whenever they want that fits into their schedule. Um, and as I've been reaching out this year, and, you know, that has been the feedback that I've been getting from a lot of the gyms I've been reaching at. They're like, yes, we're looking at building our schedules out for the year already. You know, I'm glad you reached out. Let's get it on the books. So now that it's on the books, they might, you might not be doing it until, you know, June, July, August, you know, a couple months away, you know, but you can register today, you know, now it's on your schedule and, if you, people want to go on and start fundraising and, and, you know, getting ready for the workout earlier, they can do that. Um, so I think it just opens up a lot more, you know, avenues, you know, for gyms that want to participate to get, to get involved. I know there was, you know, a few last year that it was just too late or, you know, the weather didn't coincide and it was, you know, a Canadian gym in, in November, you know, they just didn't have the means to get out there do and do the workout the way that it's described or programmed or, you know, meant to be done. Yeah. 
And we've also, I, I think in that too, uh, we're also going to be rolling out some really cool yeah. uh, partnerships, I think, yes. throughout the year, which will be really yeah. exciting. Yeah, we've been you know reaching out to a lot of sponsors and a lot of other companies um, you know, throughout the end of last year and the beginning of this year. And we have a lot of good, um, you know, good information to come and you know, have a lot of good sponsors out there um, that are going to, you know, help us, you know, with our incentives or, you know, with, you know, bringing more awareness, you know, to Project Purple and to pancreatic cancer. Awesome. Yeah, we're really excited. I mean, I think the the future is extremely bright. Absolutely. Uh, with Push Pull in 2018, and it's really exciting to see where it goes. So, um, what what what's something? I guess this is a question that comes up a lot, Vin. And how would you address this? So, you know, we meet a lot of these people, and you've been fortunate. You've come to us to a couple of events to Chicago, mm-hmm. New York City, and then in Wadapalooza. You know, and that was a little bit different because that is a fitness festival. But I think a lot of times we get this at a lot of the running expos. Like, hey, I, I like I, I, I'm nervous. Like to get involved into yeah. this. Like, how how would you address that? Like with push pull. Like people get nervous about doing this type of exercise yeah and i think that you know comes back down to um people are just nervous to do crossfit in general um yeah. because of you know the con- you know the misconception of injury and-, and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it um you know but you can say that with anything you know when you know runners get injured you know you can get injured walking down the street um, so I just think that's that, that biggest misconception or that biggest fear is, you know, I don't want to necessarily try CrossFit. Um, so that's where we're trying to get into just the fitness world. Um, you know, and I think, you know, to, you know, nervous about getting involved, um, you know, it, it's, it's anybody, you know, I think when you start something new, you know, there's always that nerves, those nerves to get involved, whether you're already an established gym and you want to get involved in it. And it's like, how am I going to get this involved? And how am I going to get the community to band together for this? If it's a meaningful cause for you, or if you just are somebody that wants to raise awareness for something. Um, and as members, you know, it's okay, do, you know, I'm nervous about doing this event. You know, I want to make sure I perform well, you know, we're not necessarily keeping track of everything. We don't care necessarily how you perform on this. It's, you know, as long as you're safe, um, and that's, you know, what I do on the back end is, you know, as that event's coming closer, you know, to the gyms holding it is, you know, is making sure that we're holding those standards and, you know, just, you know, I know I can't get to every gym, especially if one in Australia is doing it. I'm um, not, you know, hopefully can get out there, but, you know, might not get out there, but, you know, just make sure, you know, just remind the coaches to, or the owners to go over, you know, the form. If they, if they shouldn't be deadlifting, don't deadlift, you know, make them row or make them, you know, if they can't run, don't have them run. Um, and, and it's the biggest thing, just given those modifications, um, you know, we're, we're all doing this, you know, for the cause more than anything. So we don't want anybody getting hurt. And I think from the grand scheme, the biggest scheme of thing, I think that's the biggest fear people have is I don't want to do all these things and I don't want to work out that hard because I'm going to get hurt. Um, and, you know, I think it's just doing your research and, you know, making sure, you know, the proper coaching is in, is in, is in aligned, um, you know, and making sure you're moving well, you know, just because it's a workout for, you know, a charity or, or for a fundraising doesn't mean you have to lift 400 pounds, you know, just go out and grab some five pound dumbbells and, and you can still get the same workout. You're working out for the cause, you know, and I, I get that same feeling when, you know, I was at my first Chicago or the Chicago marathon is my first one. And it was you know, I, I always tell people that it, you know, it was amazing to see every different variation of person come through. 
know, where you had the wheelchair athletes and the adaptive athletes come through and it was just, that's just goosebumps right there. Who's going to, you know, you have blind people running a 26, you know, point two mile marathon and it was, you know, brought tears to my eyes right away. But then, you know, the elite runners come through who are just like past you in the blink of an eye. Um, and then you get everybody else, you know, it didn't matter sex, age, religion, weight, you know, did none of that mattered. People were just out there doing something for a cause, slow, fast, moderate. They were going at their own pace. And I think that needs to, you know, can come into that CrossFit world too. It's, you know, we know we're not going to win. We know we're not going to the games. We know you're not going to win, you know, a marathon. You're not coming in first. You know, you're just out there to do it for the cause. So, you know, adjust everything where you need to adjust, go through your path, the way you're going through it, making sure it's safe. If you're not feeling well, slow it back a little bit. Um, and just get it done. Just make sure everything's safe and I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of right now, but you know, just safe for you as a whole as you're going through it. And just keep in the back of your mind. It's, you know, for this part of it, for push-pull, it's a 20-minute workout. It's going to suck. You know, it should. And that's what we want it to do, you know. Yeah. But, you know, just push through it you know, and, and keep pushing through it for that 20 minutes. And then at the end, you'll remember why you did it. And always think about why you're doing it, whether you were affected by pancreatic cancer or whether it's just because you are it's that person that wants to raise money you know, for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No one's winning any medals on, no. on that day. It's <laughs> no. more of the reason why you're doing no. it. So you mentioned, you just mentioned something. And I think this is kind of a good segue. So we've been talking a little bit about CrossFit and, and you know, what we're doing here. But so talk to me a little bit about running because, you know, you've got kind of the running bug lately. Yeah. I know it's been harder here in New England with the weather that we've had. But, uh, you know, coming in the fall, I think... I think you ran the 5K that, yeah. that Saturday before the Chicago Marathon, and then I think that kind of like started the bug, like yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid a, a little, little bit, bit here at Project Purple because we're so focused on, on running and, yeah. and heavy run focus in the past. And naturally, we do other things, clearly. But uh, talk, to, talk to us a little bit about what that feels like because, you know, you come from a very unique position where you weren't a runner. You still aren't a runner. Nope. Uh, I don't think many of us are. I don't think I would define myself as a runner either. Uh, just someone who's foolish enough to go out and log some miles or trog, trog through some miles. But so talk a little bit about that, you know, and like, you know, how that felt. Because I know it's pretty kind of cool hearing that story uh, for myself, but love to share that with the public. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I was a baseball player, you know, in 90 foot sprints yeah there's so all i did there's not a lot of running there and i played third and it's reaction time you know i wasn't in the outfield sprinting or anything um i hated running and i and i still do i don't there's nothing i enjoy about running at all um you know it's scheduled in a workout and i'm like crap i gotta go out there and run like 200 meters like it, it, to me it just seems it, it's just tedious but i think when we define but, let's define running here though yeah because like, like a 200 or 400 it's nothing that's and i nothing. hate it that's a sprint yeah right? that's a sprint that. that's like a two minute max <laughs> yep. you know maybe four all right let's say four yep. minute max you know if you're doing a 400 that's a quarter mile so you know that's like a 12 minute mile yeah. or excuse me that's like a 16 minute mile you know so if someone's doing that you know no no disrespect or not trying to you know make fun of anyone but uh that's a reasonable right you know average yeah. pace you know for someone that's in good shape and no other difficulties but so we're talking about you know mile yep. plus 5k 10k those kind of distances yeah. you know really so what, chicago was my first 5k and it, and it pains me to actually. How much admit training that. did you do for that? Zero. Did zero zero zero, zero, zero training. training. The only thing I've done is work out at the gym and CrossFit. 
Um, so aerobic, aerobic, aerobically was uh, rowing, biking, short and short sprints, two hundred, shorter 400. side sprints. Yep, yep. yep. Okay, um, was the only kind of training I've done, um, and that was my first five k. And I always tell people it pains me to say that because I'm I consider myself athletic, you know. And people like, what was your finish I, time? What What did you finish? Uh, Twenty seven and change, I think. Okay, I forget. I think it was around there. Yeah, and my goal was right. thirty. Yeah. And 10 minute miles. There we go. And I remember that, you know, kicking off, like starting that. And I think this is what really got my bug going was, you know, a little bit different than the bigger marathons, but you walk into the corral at the beginning and there's just, that's a, a big race. There's about 5,000 people. 5,000 yeah, people. It's a big 5k. Um, and the energy, you know, was there. I mean, I necessarily wasn't running. We weren't fundraising. It was just a 5k. Um, you know, but I had some, you know, people's names you know written on my arm because i was you know for me i was running for them my uncle and my friends my two friends parent um you know parents so i was running for them and you know as you're running and out there running it was like okay this sucks you know i was at the one mile mark i think we were sort of close together i mean not i think really. i pushed you guys up to the front we kind of yeah. corralled ourselves all the way up to the front and then all, all of a sudden i don't know if i blinked or whatever but you and chelsea were you know gone i don't know where you guys went but um but you know I know we talk about it all the time and you mention it all the time. Um, you know, I finished that 5k felt great, felt amazing afterwards. But after that I got home and I would started waking up early and I would just go out, you know, to the trail by my house and, and just start running, you know, logging one, three, you know, I think my trail from, fi you know, start to finish is three miles, you know, somewhere around there. And then, you know, the next day I went out and did it again. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go across the street now. And it ended up being like four miles. And I was like, shoot, if I did four, I can do five. And then that five turned into six. And, you know, before the weather started changing, that was the furthest I've run was six. And, you know, like I said, we talk about it all the time. And, and you mention it all the time is, you know, while you're out there, whether you have the headphones in or not, um, it's such a good time to just think. Um, you know, I was going earlier morning, not as early as you, like four, but around, I was at like six or so. Um, you know, and it's still the sun was rising. You know, you could, you know, you had time to collect your thoughts. Uh, you know, and get everything clear. Um, and I think that's, you know, helped me a lot, you know, not only like it, in my personal life too, it's just, you know, clearing my mental, you know, state. Um, you know, so it, it running, uh, thanks to Project Purple, thanks to you has, you know, started to come into my life more. You know, I look forward to it. Um, not as much as some people, but, you know, I, you know, even at the gym now that I'm at, you know, a lot of people run marathons, they do the tough mutters, they do that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're always asking me what I'm doing, when am I going to do and when am I going to do one? And, you know, I do see that in my future. Now, I just turned 39 in December and, you know, for my 40th, in my 40th year, I would like to do a marathon. You know, it's so, out there now. So Nobody you just really put that out that. publicly. I just put that, that out there in the universe. In your 40th year. So you've got a year to train. So I have a year to train for this. For a marathon. Okay. So, so in 2019. Year, 2019. Is the year of Vin doing a marathon. I'm, I'm planning on doing one. And I'll probably do a half at some point this year. I would like to. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, so. we'll, we'll keep you to that, I guess. And, and now that it's out publicly, you have no it, choice none, you know, none, or else you'll be shamed for the know. rest of your life that you didn't fulfill on that promise that you publicly put <laughs> out there in the Project Purple podcast. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, yeah, running's pretty cool. I, I'm biased, of course, because I do it a lot, but uh, it is the one opportunity for me and for many that uh, you, you have that clarity and yeah, that thought absolutely. and that time. And, and that's important regardless of what you do, whether it's running. You know, as I said, it, for, for me, it became running. Yeah. Or if it's something else, crossfitting um, for other people mm -hmm. or reading a book or whatever yeah. that, that activity may be. So awesome stuff. 
All right, Vin. So here come the tough questions. So we've got three questions here uh, to ask you. And so uh, the first question is, what's the most positive thing that's happened in your life up until this point in 39 years? Honestly, I can say getting laid off from the pharmaceutical job was probably the, the most positive thing that's happened. And you, you, you on the outset or when it happens, you think it's the most negative thing. Like I thought my world was caving in. You know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this stuff? But without that, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Um, I wouldn't be able to, you know, work for, you know, Project Purple, which, you know, I have lost three or two family members and, you know, I'm another best friend's mother to it. And I just found out another friend of mine had passed away yesterday or was just diagnosed. I'm sorry, I didn't pass away. was just diagnosed with stage four. Um, over the weekend, um, you know, it, but it brought me to where I am now. So looking back on it, um, that was probably the most positive thing that's, that's happened to me um, in my 39 years. Um, and not just, you know, from that point of view, but it also, it just taught me to learn from adversity. Um, you know, learn how to, you know, everything along the path, your path in life isn't going to go smoothly. There's going to be obstacles. Um, you know, but you know, every time you fall down, you can get back up. And when you get back up, uh, you're, you're stronger. You have more, you know, strength to progress further. Awesome. Awesome. Um, if you could go back in time in hindsight being 2020, um, what, what's one thing that, uh, and I always use that term hindsight being 2020, yeah. right. And you always tend to look forward, not backwards, but if there is a point in time, that you could go back and, and talk to yourself or learn yeah. something or change something, not learn something, but change something from the past, what would it be? Funny, good question, because I was just talking about this over the weekend with somebody. Um, and I don't think there's, there's nothing I would change. Um, you know, but if I could go back and talk to my 17, 16, 21-year-old self, I would just tell him to, to make mistakes. You know, don't be scared to make mistakes. You know, you can't, you know, be held in that bubble of, you know, what ifs, you know, you, you, know, you hear the stories all the time, you know, you, when you, when people are, you know, grandparents or, you know, elders, or whoever's on their deathbed, you know, they get asked that question, what do you, you know, what would you, what do you take away or what would you tell yourself? And then, you know, the number one thing they say is like, they regret something or they regret something. So, you know, that's the biggest thing I would, you know, say is just, you know, take more chances, you know, jump a little bit more, you know. If you if you want to do something, go do it. I think you know, I probably held back a little too much when I was younger, um, you know, and didn't pursue you know baseball careers or pursue other activities that I wanted to do or events that I wanted to do or anything like that, you know, because of that fear of failure. Um, you know, but be scared. Be it's okay to fail. It's okay to fear that. Um, but make mistakes. Learn from them. Grow from them. Um, you know, it's going to help you out in the long run. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Great stuff. All right, last one. Next year, next 365 days, what are you most looking forward to over the next 365 days? Most looking forward to, number one, is growing you know, the push-pull, I would have to say. Um, it's become ingrained in me. Um, you know, it's just something I, it's the first thing I think about. It's the last, it's the first thing I think about in the morning. It's the last thing I think about how am I going to get, you know, in touch with more gyms? How am I going to get in touch with more athletes? How can I spread this word, um, about pancreatic cancer, about project purple? So, um, I have some, you know, we have some big things, you know, coming for this year. Um, but that's, you know, I'm looking forward to that the most. 
um, you know, outside of the, all the travel and stuff that I want to do, but, um, you know, is growing this. And I think there's a lot of room for growth for it. Um, you know, I know that a little bit biased because, you know, I work for Project Purple, um, you know, but it really is, you know, is something I, you know, have, have ingrained. It's, I mean, it's in my blood right now. It's in my DNA right now to just grow this to, you know, as much as we can and, you know, and get it out there. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you, Vin, for all you do for Project Purple. And thank you to all the listeners listening in. And hopefully you learned a little bit something about Vin here at Project Purple running our push-pull program and also something about CrossFit. So thank you guys for all the love and support. And uh, until we meet again. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.